Don't know. Hey guys. It's just a pint. Hey, what's going on guys? Here at the Swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. Yeah. It's iconic by now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the icon- iconic saying from Brian. Yes. Episode 23. We're still rolling thanks to you guys. You know, some big news. We applied for our LLC and, you know, we're one step closer to making our dreams come true, making this our full-time, uh, you know, breadwinner one day. I know it. Uh, we started out um, in, what was it, August? Yes. Yeah. We started out in August and, you know, we had pre-planning that went into it but our first episode i believe dropped in august and so we've been going steady for about five six months or so and uh and we had this business plan started out to begin with and we were like you know we had these different checkpoints and we we thought we overshot a little bit and our 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 uh, point for our loc we said february 15th and we were only four days late and yeah. so it was awesome. <laughs> but we're staying on topic and we're staying on goal with all of our, you know, everything. Speaking yeah. of which, you know, talking about business and money and making it. And we have a really cool, interesting, sharp-dressed guest star tonight, <laughs> partner. You want to introduce him? Yeah, this is Brett Garrick. Um, he is a financial advisor with Garrick and Hemp Investment Group. I met Brett um, the other night. It was about a week ago. And he reminded me a lot of Jacob Cooper. Um, you know, the, uh, the private jet salesman, um, from a couple episodes ago. And I was like, you know, hearing this guy talk, we've got to have him on. And so without further ado, welcome in Brett. Well, thank you. I have not watched that episode, sadly. Was that an episode or? Yeah. 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 yeah, So he talked about, you know, selling airplanes and he, uh, he connected from buyers to sellers and he's just, y'all's personality lined up very well. Very well. Yeah. Thank you. Can I have that move a little bit closer to your mouth, the mic? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Perfect. There we go. Viewers at home, this is my first time on a podcast, so, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I come off weird. No, (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, so I'm a financial advisor. I'm 23 years old pretty young for what I do, but kind of going to explain why that might be a benefit to some of you guys. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't want that old guy as your advisor, and that might not come off right when I say it, but Mm -hmm. you need somebody that connects with you. You know, some of you guys are 23, 24. You might be even 18 years old starting out, and there's been a lot of talk about finances lately, Mm -hmm. you know, putting your money where it's going to help you. And I, I'm here to help everybody. I have older clients that we do stuff with, but I really enjoy working with people y'all's age, you know, helping everybody get started and showing yeah. them the way of doing it. I think that's the hardest part of getting into that kind of, you know, realm, you know, is getting started and learning everything, literally all the basics you need need to know to get into that kind of stuff, investing and all that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like our generation has kind of took a turn because with all of this social media stuff um, that is, you know, through TikTok and everything, and everybody wants to be rich nowadays, obviously, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) And, uh, And now I feel like there's such a push because people are actually getting their voices out there and this young generation that's all over TikTok and Instagram Reels, and they see these things, it's like, you need to start investing now. You need to start doing, like, follow your dreams now because once you're 35, then it makes, you know, you're way behind the eight ball and it takes a lot more time for your money to make money, which mm-hmm. I know we're going to hit into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But Brett, you know, we start every episode off. Um, what is your number one rule you live by? So the number one rule I live by, and I read this in a book, is quality over quantity. Okay. So 
I was living by this rule without knowing it, mm-hmm. but I don't care. And I know I'm a financial advisor and I'm, I'm money and I'm good with money. And that's how my brain works. Yeah. I don't care if I have a million dollars as long as I'm happy. Okay. okay. So making sure that I am staying connected with my friends and family and I have a good work balance with my life balance. You know, I, and I, one day I really did some thinking after reading that book. It was uh, actually Business of the 21st Century by Robert Kiyosaki, maybe. I, he does Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I was reading that book and I did some self-thinking and I was really happy at the time with myself. And I, and I reflected back on that and I, I wrote down, why am I happy? And a couple of things I put on there was, you know, I'm staying busy. I have a good balance of friends, family, work, and, you know, relationships with maybe it's a girl or whatever. But whatever is important to you at the time. But it's, it's, it, you have to stay consistent with all four. It might be three for you or five. But you have to be really consistent with all of them. Make sure that you're not focusing too much on one thing. And it might be having fun with your boys. Yeah. Man, when you start having fun with your boys, sometimes it, you go in a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. You got to make sure you're hanging around those right people and really uh, getting those right connections because, you know, everybody everybody goes down a rabbit hole once or twice. You know, yeah. our, our guest last week, John, I think his saying was, if you hang out in the barbershop, you're going to get your hair cut, mm-hmm. yeah. metaphorically. And that yeah. you kind of touched on the same topic. You know, Brett, we met, I don't know, what, 30 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. And there's two things that I really like about you that I can tell off the top. You know, you are beyond kind of your years in mental maturity when yes, it comes sir. to things. Just by based off that answer alone, I can tell. And then two, you're very collective in your speaking. You're mm-hmm. like, I, I, I take pride in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like talking to people, you know, who can formulate thoughts, formulate, you know, good sentences and clear sentences quick. Yes, sir. And I really like that about you. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a household where we're active, man. We're yeah. we're always doing something. And I, I, I've, I've known this since I was a little kid, but I've always been a people person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like he's saying, I just met him the other week. I met Nathan the other week in the bar. Man, <laughs> man, four hours into it, I turned around and I saw him. I thought it was one of my best friends that yeah. I've known my whole <laughs> life. Our personalities just yeah, and by, by the end of the night, I'm like, all right, see you, buddy. Love you. Like, yeah, yeah. I tell everybody I love them. It doesn't matter if it's my mom, my dad. Uh, you know, you got to be careful when you get a new girlfriend or something like yeah. that. Not to say it right <laughs> away. But, but, uh, but every friend I talk to on the phone, it's, all right, man, see you. Love you. Bye. And a wholesome personality. Yeah, and uh, I grew up in a great household. By the way, guys, I'm born and, born and raised in Winter Haven. Okay. So uh, the only the only reason I moved out of Winter Haven was to go to Florida State. Sorry, guys, for that. I know <laughs> most of you in Polk County are big Gators fans, and uh, my papa probably didn't like that I went to Fort, uh, Florida State, but uh, he's a Bull Gator. Um, oh, nice. Do nice. you guys know uh, the stories at all, Story Groves? I, I, I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I have, a, I have a funny story about, you know, when I was getting started in the business, actually. Uh, you know, with this business, it's it's eat what you kill. It's okay. uh, my dad taught me that at, at an early age, and whenever uh, I started in the business, it's uh, you, you got to find your own way, man. And uh, it's a it's a figure it out mentality. Mm-hmm. How do I get a client? Figure it out. Yeah. How did you get a client, man? I figured it out. You know, back when he started, he was at Merrill Lynch. He's been my dad's, by the way, has been doing financial advising for thirty years. 
So it's yeah, you he's planted yeah. a seed in you, so, like, obviously. Yeah, I'm 23 years old. I can't remember if I said that or not, but I grew up around this. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, that's one of the things I was going to talk about in the introduction is, uh, you know, I went to Lake Region and stuff like that, and uh, then I went to Florida State. I graduated. By the time I was 21 years old, I had my four-year degree because okay. I happened to go to – I was lucky enough to go to collegiate high school here in Winter Haven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I recommend anybody who's younger, who's thinking about going to collegiate, go to collegiate. You can get your two-years degree in high school for free. Do it. It's the best thing ever. But um, so whenever I graduated, my parents said, what are you thinking about doing? And I go, I'm going to be a salesman. I am going to work my butt off for commission. I'm going to call however many people it takes in a day. It could be a thousand. I'm going to call them every single day over and over and over yeah. and sell. I don't care if it's a kitchen compliance or a pen or a phone case. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. And I'm going to sell it every single day. And my dad goes, you know, that that's really good. I like that because he's a salesman too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're you have to be a salesman. You have to sell yourself in this yeah. business. Yes. So what yeah. he said to me was that. He goes... You know, do you, and I told him, I want to also, I want to work my way up and take people golfing and fishing and hunting and boating. We got a big old boat we take clients out on. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, those are the things I was looking forward to. And so one of the things he said was like, do you, you know what I do, right? And I was like, yeah, I know what you do. He's like, you're explaining my job, but you know, the risk with being a salesman and getting commission is you have to do it every single day. Yeah. Or you're not going to get your paycheck. So it's cool when you start off, you know, you, you learn fast and stuff like that. But when you're 40 and you have kids and a wife, is that what you want to do? And by the way, when they start downsizing, who do you think's going first? You yeah. or the n- new young buck who has all the energy. Exactly. Yeah. And right. I go, wow. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. that really hit home. So I started looking into what he does for a living. Obviously, I I knew what he did for a living, but really what it takes to be a financial advisor. And uh, I decided that I wanted to work with him. Okay. I love it. So that's kind of, you know, that was kind of our next topic, you know, how you got interested in being a financial advisor and getting into this game. You know, it started from a young age. I can relate to that. You know, my dad's not a financial advisor. He's a baseball coach. Been Mm -hmm. a baseball coach his whole life. Mm -hmm. You know what? I love baseball because when I was a little kid, he just instilled it in me. That's, I, I think that's kind of cool, falling in the footsteps of Pops there, going into this kind of field. Oh, definitely. And, you know, like for me personally, like I, you can tell the difference between like friends that I have that have had families that have instilled like financial stability, investments, and stuff like that. And you could tell the difference because I feel like at our age – kind of like what I hit on before is it like now is the time to start making moves. And so whenever you have, you know, influential parents in your life and be like, Hey, I think you should try to do that. It really hits home and you can tell the difference between the people that had it and the people that didn't. Mm -hmm. But so I want to ask, you know, what, how would you actually define like finance? Yeah. Give it to us. Yes. Okay. So this is, this is where I was actually going to throw a little curveball in. I wanted to ask you guys a question. I know it's a podcast. You're supposed to ask me a question. I want to actually ask you a question. That's fine. When you hear the word financial advisor, what is the first thing that comes to mind? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I can answer right now. Yeah. I think it's somebody that should, you know, be kind of, 
not like your best friend, but a good friend that's going to help you out with your money, mm-hmm. you know, but I also need him to be smart with my money. Mm-hmm. I get it. There's risk, but I don't want to be risking the whole biscuit. I still want a little bit to fall back on. I need somebody yep. that can do that and kind of work and find those kinds of, you know, investment opportunities and stuff like that. What about you? <laughs> and it could be scumbag. You could say scumbag. <laughs> yeah. You could say whatever you want. So my thing is, um, like with a financial advisor, I would say is, say, for instance, I've got $100,000. You know, we ask people, what would you do with your $100,000? Say I have $100,000. I take it to this person. And I say, you know, I want some high-risk investments. I want some low-risk investments. And I want some medium risk. And basically, I want to give you my money. I want you to consult me. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to make go make me more money. And so, for instance, with my high risk stuff, you know, for instance, if I give you ten grand for my high risk, be very aggressive. If it pans out, great. If it doesn't, don't. If I have yeah. low risk, but that'll build compound interest or something like that, then I, that's what I was like. Sweet, yeah. So uh, I did not expect those answers actually, because <laughs> most people think financial advisor, well, somebody's it's. He's going to tell me what to do with my money, how to spend my money. He, you know, sometimes it's negative. Sometimes if you know more about financial, about you, it's more positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're here to help you. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, this is how what I like to say, you know, here's your goal up here. I like to lay a path to get to that goal, the best concrete path to get there. And what, what we like to say is we're your workout partner. We're, yeah. we're with you, man. Like, okay. You're not hiring me to just, you know, trade stocks or whatever like that. We'll, we'll get into that too. But there's a lot that goes into it. What, what's your goal? What's your financial goal? You know, what are you looking for? And what's in the way of that goal? Mm-hmm. Are you not saving enough money right now? You know, some people spend too much money. But it's like, I never want to be the guy that goes in and says, stop spending all this money, unless you really need to stop spending money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what what extra money can we maybe start putting away and what I, what we all what we like is the word systematic saving it might be a big word or whatever for some viewers i go into but it all it means yeah. all it means is just putting away money every yeah. month on yeah. a monthly basis put a little bit of your paycheck away could be $10 it could be 50 some people can afford to put away $500 mm-hmm. you know i have clients that put away $500 a month and it really grows. Like maybe the market's not going up or down necessarily like in that time period, but you see the growth of just the actual money coming in. Yeah. And that's money. And by the way, when we do systematic saving and stuff like this, it's out of sight, out of mind. This is going towards your goal. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to ruin your day and say you can't buy a boat or anything like that. But what we're going to do is we're going to come in and show you the best way to do that. Right. And that might be your goal. Your goal might not be retirement just yet. But obviously, you should obviously think about retirement and stuff like that and your kids. Yeah. Setting up a retirement account, you know what I mean? And then also mm-hmm. a kid's education account. Setting up a boat fund. It could be anything you want, you know, and then you start systematically saving. Well, say you're saving $1,000 a month. Well, 100 of that could be going towards your boat. 500 could be going towards your retirement. 400 it could be going towards something else. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, let me ask you this. So I know a big thing is, you know, for me growing up, I, ha- I always had like a savings account. But it was just, you know, your standard savings account. I think it accu- accumulated like 
three cents in interest over a year. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you know, low, yeah. you know, low interest, stuff like that. <clears throat> your generic, like whenever you talk about, you know, you put money aside, obviously you're talking about because it's going to accumulate interest and grow over time. What is kind of like an account like that, that you would advise people to have instead of, you know, just their, and you may or not be able to answer this, but, um, instead of your standard, like, Hey, put a hundred dollars here. And then next month it doesn't grow any, but you just put another hundred dollars in. Yeah. So this is the thing. Everything that we preach to is long term. Okay. Do not expect to get rich fast. That's not our business. We don't day trade. We, we're not buying single stocks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not putting you in something for you to get 100% return back in a month. What we're doing, though, is we're going to put you in something like the broad market, like an index fund, say the S&P 500, right, or the NASDAQ. NASDAQ's like technologies and stuff like yeah. that. But the S&P 500... That's like the Fortune 500 deals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's your largest 500 companies. And so say you do start off with $1,000 and you start putting money in monthly. What you're getting into is the broad market. And by broad market, I mean your Walmart, your Amazon. So every time you're getting a package at the door, you know what it is. Amazon, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally. it's like it's like you're a part of that. You mm -hmm. you own a little bit. And it's it could be a lot, could be a little. But you're a part of the movement, man. Like, you're part of it. You're part of the whole market. Whenever you go to a Subway, whenever you go to a Walmart, like I'm saying, it's a, mm -hmm. a Exxon Mobil. Yeah. It's every company. It's these large companies, Walgreens. Mm -hmm. You're part of it, man. Like, you really, and it, it does change your mind on things a little bit. And I know it's just broad market. It's not sexy. It's not, oh, I own, I don't want to say any specific socks, but, mm -hmm. oh, I own this stock. It made me $100. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll get into something real quick. I got into the business in 2021, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a f fresh off the freaking paint, dude. I just got all my license in. It was awesome. I felt like a king. Well, this is the meme stock era. And I, I don't know if for the viewers at home or listening. Yeah. Elaborate on that because I want to so know what that is. The meme stock era is during 2021, right after 2019 crash, I believe it was, you could have taken a dart. For instance, throwing it at a wall of stocks, just any random ones, and you're pretty much going to make money. Okay. Right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I had buddies. I mean, I just went through a year of training, a year of paper. Like, I mean, I went through books that tall. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm, just, I'm going, and I have buddies texting me overnight. I just made 75 bucks off this. Oh, right, should I buy this? Should I do this? I just made 100 bucks. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. yeah. So what it was, whenever... Uh, I can't remember the exact date now, but when that market crashed, I wasn't getting any text. I was no longer getting those, oh, I made $100. Mm -hmm. Those yeah. people lost their butts, shall mm -hmm. I say, or whatever, yeah. but, and they never texted me again. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why we preach long-term. We preach broad market. You know what I mean? It, it's sometimes sec like it's, it's sexier to be long-term, man, not, yeah. not those single stocks and bragging about it because – you want some diversification. Yeah. And by diversification, sorry. No, you're no, not. You're not. I just mean you're getting into multiple companies, not just one or two. Yeah. I am but. curious. I had, and you may or may not be able to answer this, but can you explain what happened with the whole GameStop thing that happened a couple <laughs> years ago? Yeah. Actually, this is actually cool. So um, are you familiar with short selling? I've is that heard, like day trading of kind of? Yeah. I mean, but you could you could short sell like, anything it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be 
day trading necessarily, mm-hmm. but what, what a short sell is, is you want, you think a company is going to do bad, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So GameStop, I mean, to be, to be honest, I don't know if I can say this or not, but GameStop's kind of obsolete. You can buy a game on your Xbox. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that one's straight there. You can buy a game on your Xbox. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Blockbuster. I mean, unless I need a controller or a console, I could do that off through Amazon. Like, yeah. S- still, like something like that. But um, so these big firms, I mean billion-dollar firms, were mm-hmm. short-selling. And when you're short-selling, obviously, like I said, you want it to go down instead of up. Mm-hmm. All right? So they had so many shorts well, somebody figured this out, and they said, guys, if we just all collectively buy it, they're going to lose their ass. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah. going to lose it, and they're going to have to start buying again or sell off those shorts. And by selling off those shorts, it actually, they have to buy it at the market price now. Mm-hmm. And if you buy it at the market price and there's more demand and demand, it goes higher. Yeah, the price just goes higher. Mm-hmm. So that they figured that out, and the early investors won. The people that found out a week later, again, lost their butts. Yeah, it's not always sexy, guys. Like, sorry. No, you're <laughs> yeah. good. You had to jump on the train like right when it mm-hmm. hit. Too. Yeah, yeah. So people made millions, and people lost millions. millions. So it's it's just it's it's funny. So uh, I wanted to actually talk about something. Uh, it's called the cycle of investors' emotions, okay. and uh, what this is is let's say we start at this baseline right here, right? So this is neutral. Well, the market starts going up, so you hit optimism. You know, you start getting excited. Let's say we get to the top of the market, guys, right here. This is euphoria. I have to get in. Yeah. This is this is awesome. Everybody's talking about it. I have to get in. This is not the time to get in, guys. Yeah. yeah. So now we start going back down, right? We go back to optimism and excitement. Now we're neutral. Now we're getting into worry depression and they like to call it capitulation at the bottom right here and everybody's like i will never touch the stock market get or if you're in the stock market get me out yeah now mm. this is actually the time to buy to buy yeah and you never know when this is or when this is you'll never know a day in your life you mm. no one mm. can tell the future right but this is another thing we tell our clients we take the emotion out of investing okay we do not we, like, yes, you'll get the thrill, but when you're telling up, when you're calling me or, you know, another financial advisor and telling them to buy, or the guy at the taco stand who's handing you your tacos, this ha- this actually happened. Yeah, is telling you to buy. Mm, let's maybe back it up. Yeah. yeah. Now, when everybody's worried, sometimes it's not the best time to get in. I, like I said, you don't know when that bottom is, but maybe that's a better time. You never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that plays. Big that what you just explained in a cryptocurrency. Yes. You know, when cryptocurrency is huge, you hear all about it. Bitcoin went through the roof. Everybody was trying to mine for Bitcoin. You know, back in 2002 when Bitcoin wouldn't even, you know, Bitcoin and it was something else. It's just like people didn't know about it, didn't know about it, didn't really, wasn't crazy about it, bought in and now are millionaires. Like it's, it's crazy, but I mm-hmm. kind of see where you're going with that with other things too. I feel like if you keep a mind a narrow minded, not narrow minded, sorry, a level headed, you know, perspective when going into investment like this, you won't run into that kind of, you know, emotional jump up and down. Yeah. yeah. How would I <clears throat> so 
I want to know your personal opinion on this because I was always not taught. This is more of my personal like feelings. Whenever I were to invest in something, I always treat that money like it's gone. And so, for instance, like if I were to come to you, I don't have a financial advisor, but if I were to come to you and be like $100,000, it's gone. Is that a good strategy to have whenever you're investing and it's a surprise when it makes money and if you lose your butt, then... It's so we like to tell every client when they come in and, and my dad told me this and I thought he was insane. We tell every client, new client, especially you, you need to expect that you could lose 20%. It could be more, but just because you're putting this money in the stock market doesn't mean it's necessarily going to grow, especially right away. Mm-hmm. We tell everybody that. And uh, what was what was the other? Oh, if, is this money gone? So like that's what we like to say too is out of sight, out of mind. But okay, but yeah. also but also say you have a hundred thousand in your bank account. I ain't gonna take a hundred thousand. I would tell you that no, I would never allow you to do that. Yeah. I would say let's take the money that you don't need at all, like that you do not need. So then also maybe starting early, what we have is uh, called traditional, these are IRAs, individual retirement accounts, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a retirement and a non-retirement accounts. So for a retirement account, you cannot touch this money until you're 59 and a half, un- unless you want to get 20% penalties taken out and whatever yeah. that exact number is, but it's, it's a large amount. So what we would start out with is... Say you don't have $100,000 cash. Say you have, you know, you're making decent money, though. We'd start putting some money into a retirement account and letting that grow. You can put up to, like, $6,500 a year. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's $6,500 a year. And then... That sounds right, because I was just doing... Yeah, I, I believe so. Sorry, guys, if I'm wrong, but no, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Uh, and then that money would be for retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's out of mind, dude. Don't, you don't even think about it. Yeah. But then I mean, you, especially us at 23. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then when you do retire, you can be like, wow, like that. I'm, I'm really glad I did that. Mm-hmm. And so then you have a regular account, just a traditional, like uh, just, just a regular advisory account. Mm-hmm. And what you do is put some money into that one too. Now this money is more for your house for a boat. For a house, you know what I mean? Yeah. That would dream be, car kind of deal. Yeah, dream yeah. it could be a dream car. It could be, oh, I just had a kid. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you gotta you gotta have some money that you can have available. Now, there's different taxes and stuff involved with uh long term investing versus short investing, but I won't even get into that right now. If uh by the way, if anybody has any questions, you can always contact me. Uh I'll, you want me to give them my email real quick? Or well, Yeah, we'll cover yeah, that yeah, at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, we'll yeah. get that at the end. And then it'll be in the description yeah. box and yeah. everything too. Um, so, you know, I'm curious, what does your day-to-day kind of like look like? When you come into the office, is it more of like, like you kind of said, out of college, you, you know, you wanted to sell, 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 sell. Now, are you just ringing people cold calls or, you <laughs> so, know? So, <laughs> funny enough, I actually, so when I first started, so my day-to-day, I, I usually get into the office, you know what I mean? I First thing I do is look at my emails, mm-hmm. making sure a client hasn't emailed me asking questions. If they have, I answer them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Second thing I'm doing is logging on to what we call client works. And that's just my broad, how many clients we have and stuff like that. Making sure there's no notifications. Mm-hmm. Then I'm looking at the market, which I've already been looking at the market by the, by that time, by the time I, I get in at eight 30. So I'm already looking at the market, seeing yeah. what's happening. Market doesn't open till nine 30, but 
you have to be in the know. Sometimes they have news, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just whatever, whatever's happening that day. And then, uh, honestly, that's the cool thing about this job. It's, it's so, it, you have so much freedom. I mean, I could literally go meet with clients that I already have, but what you're really trying to do is bring in new money, bring in new clients while still taking care of your existing clients. So mm-hmm. what I actually do, I, I don't like cold sell or cold calling. So, uh, because it's uh, people cold call me every day. Yeah. And, and it's just boring, man. It's just like, hi, this is so-and-so Click. from Purdue and- or whatever. It's like, yeah, bye. Yeah. Like, you know, not, not available. Boom. So what I do actually is I'll go, to, I went to every business around me mm-hmm. in person with mm-hmm. a business card. And I said, Hey, this is what I do. You know, uh, I can do this, this, and this for you. I can set up a business plan for you. I can do individual investments. If you have an old 401k, we can roll that over, get get that back in the market yeah. for you. You know what I mean? Have an advisor that you can trust to take care of that money who's local. Mm-hmm. Because I started figuring out my, when I, so when I uh, finally got all of my licensing done for being a financial advisor, it took a few months, almost a year. What I did the first day, man, I was so giddy. I was mm-hmm. wearing about almost like the same outfit, man. I was feeling good. And uh, I get home and I'm like, my parents go, what are you doing? I was walking outside. I'm going, I'm going to go talk to the neighbor. I'm a financial advisor now. I need to make some clients. Yeah. Right? So I was going to go talk to this neighbor. Well, funny enough, before I walked out of my driveway, this neighbor was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, I'm a financial advisor now and tore the spiel. She goes, you know, my husband actually wants to set up a business plan. Would you be able to do that? And I go, of course I would. I would love yeah. to. You yeah. know what I mean? I would love to take care of you guys. So I actually got my first client by accident walking to my other <laughs> That's neighbor. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so I, that happened, right? And then I walked to the original neighbor and I bombed, dude. I bombed. <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad. And I go, I, what am I doing? And I go, don't give up. Let's go to the next. And mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of told not to do this. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. But I, I'm young, dude. F, I don't, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I make my own rules. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I walked to the next neighbor and I bomb. And I walked to the next neighbor and I bomb. Next, next, next. I get like seven neighbors down, dude. I bombed all six or seven of them. <laughs> so I ended up getting that first one by accident. Yeah. You know, just being natural. Well, then the second one and third and fourth, I was trying to sell. Yeah. I was trying to sell a product, right? Not yourself. Not myself. Mm-hmm. And, to be honest, I should have even done more research and just, just known more because, you know, some questions that they're asking are tough questions. Now I could answer any of them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was I'm fresh off the press, dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so then I did some regrouping, and I, I, I sat myself down. I was like, come up with not a script. I don't, we don't like scripts, but bullet points, man. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, am I, what am I talking about? My dad's so good at this. Too. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm learning from the best. He's been in the business. I think I said this for 30 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he's this is night. And day. I mean, it's he can do his eyes closed. He's doing something right. Yeah. So uh, so I start doing walk-ins with like I'm saying every business around town. Well, I had this one business in mind, and I really wanted to go, and I just couldn't build up the courage. And then eventually, one of my buddies called me. He's like, he's a salesman too, but he does AC, and uh, so he's like. Let's do it, man. Let's make, let's do it. Let's get this money, man. Let's do it. So, uh, I finally walked in and I start talking to him and what didn't occur to me is that he's not interested anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you think everybody's interested. There, mm-hmm. Some of them just really aren't. It's, it, it's just, it, but it, I did it though. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, I'm really not interested in that, but 
what's up, man? And we started talking. And I knew him, and he knew me. Not not in a literal sense, but he's best friends in my family and, like, all this stuff. Yeah. And, my, and my best friend's parents and all this. We all, dude, I forgot. We all grew up in Winter Haven. And, it, and I've been told this before, but everything, you got to burn your hand on the stove. You know what I mean? You got to right. see it for yourself. Uh, you got to use your connections. Yeah. Whatever 100%. it is, guys, use your connections. And it's, it's, it's not necessarily what you what know. You know, it's who it's you, know. you know, and you got to know your stuff. You got to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to him and I told him that uh, Victor, Victor Story is my papa or whatever. And he's like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, I know your uncle and all that. Matt, Matt Story. And uh, the big boss comes in, the one I really wanted to talk to, right? So he comes in and uh, the guy says, you'll never believe who he's related to. And he goes, who? And he says his name. Well, this guy, I brought this. <laughs> the big boss. The big boss goes like this. I'm sitting at the desk like this. And the big boss is standing right here. He goes, you mean this guy? <laughs> and he hits down on this ag magazine. That's my, my papa on the front page. <laughs> he hits down on that and, and, and slides it to me. He, he slid me my own papa as I'm talking about him. And I go, man, I walked out of that meeting with so much appreciation. And, and a new newfound respect for it. It's in my dad. My dad tells me stuff, but it's a figure it out mentality. Like I yeah. said, it's a figure out mentality. And I figured out real quick. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about once once a week. Yeah, he was right. <laughs> like you know, yeah, it's something yeah. new. But that's definitely like like you said because your papa he's in the citrus industry, correct? Yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. And so that's a it's it's very. Very similar in the terms of like how you were saying it's like not necessarily what you know to you know, but like not th- to that degree, but you know, you got to pull some strings, you know, yeah. um, drop some names or whatever. But that's a big thing in the ag industry because everybody knows everybody yeah. in the ag industry. And if you can be like, oh, yeah, I know this, this, and that, and news travels fast, and same with business, I'm sure. Yeah. If you have a client that comes to you and say, you know, Brett kind of, you know, Oh, yeah. He dropped the ball, lost me a lot of money. Don't talk to him. Oh, yeah. And so you got to yeah. be, you know, respectful. You got to make sure you're on your, you know, your best yeah. front every single time. But, oh, gosh. Yeah, 100%. I agree with all those statements. Both of y'all just agree there. I'm sitting back letting y'all. <laughs> Brian's taking it all in. I am. I am. Because I do that. I, I mentioned it one episode, once an episode. I'm taking it all in. Because, you know, you've touched on so many different things here on IRAs and, you know, everything. Just to get, get into financial advising. You know, for the basic people out there, you know, like, what are some tips to get into this? Like, where where do you where do you need to start? So this is I love you that you brought this up. Yeah. Okay. So it's all about starting, man. So it could be it's like I said, systematic saving, and that's that's the big thing that I'm going to touch on today, especially. But uh, it's it's maybe ten dollars a month. It could be, you know what I mean? It's just putting away that money. And no, you're not going to be necessarily getting invested with $10 a month. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. at least it's out of sight, out of mind. Guys, after a while, it really does build up. And I have a great sheet. Uh, it shows investors. Uh, let's say investor A and investor B. And this is early investors. So investor A starts investing $5,000 a year at uh, twenty-five. And five thousand dollars a year is about roughly four hundred twenty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like a lot, five thousand, but it's yeah. it's four hundred twenty dollars a month, and that's a lot for some people. I'm not gonna, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But investor A invest five thousand dollars a year from twenty five to thirty five, right? Yeah. I'm gonna pull out a cheat sheet, guys. 
So this guy's came prepared. We've yeah. never had a guest like yeah. just pull out papers yeah. left and right, get a binder. We're going through yeah. the you know pre-game interview <laughs> yeah. uh, with Brett, and he's like, "So actually, this is my outline. If you care to take a look," and I'm like, "I." I love it. Yeah, sure. I love it. (laughs) So what you got for us? Yeah, so Investor A, he starts investing $5,000 a year from 25 to 35, right? Well, he doesn't invest a dime from 36 to 60. So that's that's a lot of years, right? Yeah, so 10 years, 25 to 35. Let's say that the market, let's say you just put it into the S&P or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The broad market. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it grew 8% annually, year over year. He would end up with $615,000. Right, nice mm-hmm. chunk of change. Nice chunk of change, and that's not even investing from thirty-six to sixty. Well, yeah. now we have investor B, guys. So he waited a little longer, right? So investor B actually started investing five thousand dollars a year from thirty-five, but he had to invest five thousand dollars a year from thirty-five to sixty, right? So investor A only invested a total of fifty-five thousand dollars. He ended up with six hundred fifteen thousand. Investor B invested more money he invested a hundred thirty thousand right well at the end of 60 like once he hit 60 he only has four hundred thirty one thousand dollars so it's it's almost just about a two hundred thousand dollar difference not exactly but yeah Yeah. it really shows how those early years can really impact you and then on top of that you said the investor that started at 35 that's also what 25 more year or 15 more years of investing too isn't it uh, so yeah, so actually, let me do quick math. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to read in here. I, I mean, I usually use this paper a lot, but yeah, 15 more years. Yeah, that's that's, that's why crazy to think. That, that's why it's like I'm right now, it's yes. like the wheels are turning. Like, it's like, all right, Brett, let uh, me go, let me make I my think money. You got two customers after this, uh, like right after we hit the yeah. end. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, right. Well, I, that's the funny thing. I, I uh, I'll actually, I'll tell you. You probably get that all the time, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with um, I'm I'm curious because I know banks have financial people, and I know banks have like you know bank financers, and they'll finance this company and they'll finance that company. What is the difference between a bank and a financial firm? Yeah. So okay. So a financial firm versus a bank. So a bank, you're kind of sitting on cash. This mm-hmm. is your I might need this tomorrow fund. You know, this is, I might need this in a year. It could be, you know what I mean? It's your, it's your time horizon. Yeah. Everybody's different. Financial firms or you know, we're looking for growth. Mm-hmm. We're looking to grow your money and that's not always the case. But if you stick with it long-term, that's, that I'll preach, we preach long-term. If you stick with it long-term. It's going to work. Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, well, yeah. I know personally the um, the stock market right now. Like, if you invest in the Fortune five hundred, and this is me saying this, not this is not you. Uh, if you invest in the stock market right now, it's got eight percent growth every year, and so it's steadily growing. Like these are companies like Amazon, Tesla, Apple. Yeah, that if they go under. The whole oh, world's going screwed. like, like yeah. you're 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 done for, and you don't have to make a comment on that. Um, yeah. That's just my own personal research. But these Fortune 500 companies, like he was saying, what was it? The SLPs or S S and P? So it's S and P. S and sign P. I I slur my words a little. Bit. No, you're, you're good. good. Um, so the, I've always known them as like Fortune 500 companies, and if you're ever 
looking to invest in something like that, it's a very safe bet that Amazon is going to make you money, or yeah. you know, Apple's going to make you. They're money. They're not going anywhere. They're they're companies that are going to stay with the times, no matter what changes. You know why? Because they have the funds to. Yeah. You know, Apple's not going to ever stop making the Apple iPhone forty seven point two color blue green. Like they're always going to have something. Yeah. Amazon's always going to innovate, whether it be through drones, whether it be through you know robotic people shipping out packages and whatnot. Those companies are not going anywhere. So I have a question. Um, I know Dave Ramsey's. Um, he's a big guy. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He, I believe so. He's uh, the bald guy. He's got a podcast. He's got a talk show. He got, travels around the world. Everybody's finances at a different guy. Uh, I'm not sure, but he preaches on financial stability. He basically yeah. says, rid yourself of all debt. Um, and so I know he says one thing is like for young people, kind of like what you said to invest into, um, like retirement funds, like Roth or, you know, a Roth IRA or something like that. What that'll gain you money, um, early on whenever, uh, you're in your twenties or whatever, invest early and then be able to reap the benefits later. So he preaches that. And one big thing is he always says, you know, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. You know, if you have debt in your house, that's one thing. But get out of student loans, get out of car payments, like just get rid of it all. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple different videos that people say, like, if you have debt, it helps you grow. And the way to make money is to borrow it from somewhere else and make yourself more money. Yeah. yeah. So there's good debt and there's bad debt. Yeah. yeah. Right. These are... Good debt, and I'm going to put that with the quotation. Good debt is these guys are going in and buying huge complexes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Assets. Bad debt is when you have $500 in your bank account and you have $16,000 worth of debt. Yeah. yeah. yeah what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's chill out. You know, and maybe it's not your fault necessarily. Maybe, you know, you're buying houses and stuff like that. You yeah. have a kid. You know, everybody's circumstance different. We never judge. We want to figure out the best way to deal with it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm. whether it is taking your bonus from work maybe you don't need to go on another vacation right now yeah you need to get rid of that debt because there's no reason in getting into the stock market to try and make let's say even an eight percent gain when you have credit card debt that has a 30 percent like uh interest rate interest yeah rate. yes yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I know I know that's a big thing is like for instance, like myself, I put a lot of things on my credit card, but I am very responsible on what I put on my credit Same. card knowing that I could pay it off because there are several credit cards that, you know, they all, you know, will give you 1.5% cash back. Well, that's money that people get like scared by like, "Oh, I can't use my credit card because I'm going to get in credit card debt." Well, when you swipe it, you do get one one point five percent cash back compared to if you swipe your debit card, you don't yeah, get one point five percent. You cash get back. Uh, good credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. My uh, my parents taught me that at a young age. You yeah. know, put your gas, your food mm-hmm. on a credit card. Yeah, and I I love it because now I have a good credit score already, and I mean I don't even have to buy a house right now, but. I know I have a good credit score because I've always paid it off, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just little stuff like that. But make that's, sure you get paid off, yeah. That's kind of what I use my credit card for to an extent. It's groceries and gas, the yeah. two Gs. <laughs> yeah, groceries, gas, and then I put my bills on there too because, yeah. like, you know, for instance, I have a pool, $145. If I would have had it on my debit card, you know, I still got to pay it. If I have it on my credit card, though, then I'll get 1.5% cash back on it every that's month. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is very true. So, well... I, I do have one more question. So with all of this investing, 
Where do you see yourself in yeah. 10 years? So in 10 years, right? So I work at my dad's firm right now. It's called, yeah, like I said, Garrett Kemp Investment. We have six advisors, right? So he actually will make a portion of money off of each advisor there. And it, it's right. not it's not huge, but it could be, you know, 30%. It could be 40 It's whatever he wants it to be. It could be 50-50 if yeah. he really wanted it to be. So my goal for myself is to create a brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it might be, it might include my last name. It might not. It might just be named something totally random. But my goal is to have a really good environment with young advisors. And, and this is probably my 15-year plan. Yeah. More than my 10-year. I just want to make sure everything's taken care of. If I can do it in 10 years, great. But I really want to have a just a fun environment. Like, you know, a uh, a firm that has... Uh, what do you call that? A hitting bay in it, like a batting cage. No, no, no a golf, a golf. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. golf simulator. So, oh, okay, like, yeah. Just stuff like that, like uh, maybe even like some stuff that you can lift some weights or something like that. Yeah, an not, espresso not, machine. Like. I, I don't want. I don't want the old, the old traditional. You sit at a desk. Yeah. I want my advisors because they're going to be my advisors. You know what I mean? They're going to be working with me and working for me. Also, I want to make some money off of them. Eventually, we're. It could be even a second paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously. Right. But I want them to have fun. I want them to want to come into work and want them to grow as a person. I want them to make money. I want them, I want to show them how to make money. And that's that's the biggest thing about these next 10 years. I want to show, I want to see, I want to grow as a person and really figure out how I can become the best coach possible. So when I am in that position, I can capitalize on it because, you know, the, the figure it out mentality is it's great and it's actually going to help me in the long run become my own business owner because by the end of it, I'm going to have figured it out. You know what I mean? Or I won't be doing this. So I really want to be a good, a good mentor for people. You know, that's my, that's my, my main goal. And, uh, I, I wrote this down on when we talked in the beginning, why am I happy? That list of things yeah. was another thing was, I, I'm being the person I want to help me or learn from. And it's it's really about being that person to everybody, you know, helping people, thinking about your future, but also somebody else's future and building that, building bridges. So this is actually a thing I wanted to touch on. You know, so say I meet you, right? Mm-hmm. And I meet you. We're building a good bridge right now. Let's yeah. say, you know, like imagine water. We're laying down a foundation right now that's solid. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not running. We're not mm-hmm. running across that bridge right now. We're building it. And then we're going to, you know, build it more and more and more. So I had a problem lately where I was building great bridges. Well, I started imagining my life 10 years from now, you know. and mm-hmm. I, So I was imagining myself at the beginning of this bridge with a new person or something. And I started imagining myself 10 years from now. So I'm in the middle of this bridge that's not built. Mm-hmm. You know, it puts you in a really bad spot in your men- mentally. Yeah. So you have to rewind, say, okay, I need to s- start construction again, man. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I want to get there, I got to build these bridges. And that's the same with your parents. It's the same with your, uh, let's say, um, boss, mm-hmm. whatever it is, your coworkers, your grandma, whoever it is. You got to build those bridges and make them solid, man. Real solid to where you can't. And even for yourself, for your own, for your own self, build that bridge so strong that when somebody comes and tells you something, you say, "I don't care what you say. Yeah. I don't care what you say. I built this bridge by myself, 
And it is indestructible, buddy. You can't tell me what I am or who I am. Yeah, you didn't skip any steps. Yeah, man. Because if you now if you start running across that bridge and it's built of plywood and not concrete, yeah, somebody's gonna come oh, in yeah. and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I can take yeah. the bridge down, buddy. Yeah. And you're gonna be real hurt. <laughs> well, I have no doubt in my mind, like that you're gonna get to your ten to fifteen year goal. Yes, you're self disciplined, you. ambitious. You seem to be kind of you know, like I said earlier, mature. Beyond the age of a normal twenty-three-year-old, and you know, I kind of want to see that fun side. Now, I want to yeah. see that that relaxed <laughs> side of Brett. You know, the yeah. guy that we see at the bar, and that's something that we kind of do at the end of our our episodes, the snap question segment. Yeah, you know, let's do it, man. Our our first snap question we ask every episode: If you could have three people out to dinner, that are alive throughout time, who would they be and why? So I thought about this long and hard, guys. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we love it. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go a little off the cuff. I, maybe I don't know. Somebody might have said this already, but I'm actually gonna go. Will Ferrell, love nice. funny as hell. Kevin Hart, right? Yeah, dude, yeah. you're dying laughing already at this. Like, and then you throw in Theo Vaughn, <laughs> a Theo Vaughn in that. What is? I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't yeah, be. Able I to would eat. be crying laughing. It would yeah. be so fun. Like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, most people leave the like dinner table. They're like, "Oh, I'm so stuffed." My stomach would hurt because how I would much be I laughed. So I would be crying the whole dinner, and I would never want it to end. I, would, <laughs> dude. I could just see them all three there building off each other's comedy. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying right. like it's like yeah, you could say Jeff Bezos or whatever, dude. Whatever, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I get one opportunity. <laughs> I, I want to laugh my butt off. Man. I love it. Theo Va- Some of the things Theo Vaughn says is absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll just be, like, talking, and all of a sudden, he just says this random fact. And it's like, it's simply just not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it gets you every time. But his little clips I see on TikTok, I, like I send them to Brian all the yeah. time, he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that one. That's hilarious. But That's a great thing. I'd want to go to that table. Yeah. Too. Fantastic. It's table. all about how he thinks. And that's the, <laughs> I figured that out real quick. I was like, why is he saying this stuff? And I go... That's just what he thinks, man. Yeah. And like sometimes people are gonna love you more if you say what you think. Mm-hmm. It might sound dumb. It might sound <laughs> stupid. It's what it's it's you being genuine, and people yeah. enjoy you authentic much more when you're like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our uh, our buddy McCoy Moore. He was uh, a couple episodes back. He's a singer songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee, and he got to meet Theo in Nashville on a concert. And uh, he was like, he's like, so does. He was like, is it all act? He goes, nah, dude, I just really like to make guys laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can tell it's not an act. Yeah, no, like, he, it'd be too hard. You couldn't sustain that. Yeah, yeah, and he was saying, he's like, yeah, he's like that all the time. Yeah. But um, So that brings us to our next question. Uh, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you want people to remember you by? I just want to be a good person. Nice. Dude, yes. I mean, I've yes. probably done people wrong or whatever, and I feel bad, but, like, I just, I just hope – People remember how I made them laugh or mm-hmm. uh, just something stupid I did that made them laugh or, you know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah. Just, just being there for them. I don't know. It, it's a hard, that's a loaded question, man. Wow. But uh, yeah, I'm just a good guy. Side note real quick. How do you, talking about all the finances, how do you balance saving for the future but still enjoying being young? Yeah. Because, you know, so you're not promised that's 60 years old. I'm glad you said that. You know, that's why at the beginning I said, I'm not going to tell you not to spend your money. Dude, I want to have fun in just as much as you do, and I want you to have just as much fun as I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's a fine line, but really all it is is 
it could be 5%, you know, it's all you're putting away towards retirement and just letting it build. You got to have fun. You got to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good question. And it all depends on who you are, but, uh, man, it could just be just as simple as like just grabbing a, I don't know, just hanging out with your buddies. Like, yeah. Buying a dirt bike every once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, yeah. It could be a boat. Like, just splurge a little bit every now and then, but be responsible. Uh, it's, it's, if you're not going into debt, just don't go into debt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't go into debt over fun. Mm. There's a difference. So, because mm-hmm. that fun's going to end up ruining your life eventually. Yeah. You're going to be backtracking. You're going to be like building that bridge. Mm-hmm. I can afford this airboat and I can afford this boat, but then there's another guy who's building that bridge and he can't really afford that airboat. So when that bank comes and kicks his dock out from under him, you know what I mean? His bridge, he's Mm going to fall and get, get hurt Mm. real bad where the other guy's going to say, Oh, my boat and my house are protected by my bridge that I built. And that might not actually sound like a good metaphor. No, I got it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I was following. I was following. I'm glad you got glad you asked that sub question. Cause it kind of brings us to our next question. No. If we've asked it before, if we gave you, I'm very interested in this answer. <laughs> if we gave you a hundred thousand dollars right now. What would you do with it? Do you want my real answer? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. I yes. Yes. So, I mean, truthfully, if you gave me a hundred thousand dollars, First thing I'm doing is looking at a house. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I gotta you know live somewhere, but uh, oh man, I have a boat, so I don't <laughs> need that. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the answer is invest it, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's like like he's saying work and or like but retirement is- and and fun. You you have to put your actual real life goals like say right here, so you could. You could take a hundred thousand dollars and put it all into investing, and what I would do is put it into a different different sectors of the market, yeah, right? mm-hmm. you know, or broad market. But what I also would do is I wouldn't throw in a hundred thousand dollars if you gave it to me because personally I would use some of that money for personal things. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. like I would probably throw in like sixty percent of it into sixty thousand into the market, you mm-hmm. know, and have that extra cash on hand just for messing around or whatever it is like that. And it could be more, it could be less, but yeah. House yeah, uh, or down payment. At least. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Whatever uh, it is. House are crazy right now. Yeah, they are. It's, it's insane. Good luck guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like with Dylan. We were talking about the real estate market with him. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So <clears throat> our final question tonight, and we've never asked this question before. Yeah, so I'm curious. Can. Not real. If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Man, pasta. I, really? I, I love it. What kind? Spaghetti? Alf- like Alf- no, Alfredo. Like, uh, fe- oh, man, fettuccine Alfredo is good. But really what I would do is. You got to have a protein in there. Chicken. Yeah, and I was going to say it's actually Cajun shrimp and chicken. Oh, uh, that'll work. Okay. Pasta. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Alfredo pasta. I love that. I, I, I played golf back in the day, guys, and uh, I played tournaments. And the best tournament I ever had, me and my, I couldn't even drive at the time. My mom, we went, we went to a TGI Fridays. Okay. And every day I got the same meal. It was the uh, Cajun chicken and shrimp uh, fettuccine Alfredo. And I'll never forget it because I, I did so good that week. And I got to take it back. Yeah. I got to have it. Take me back. Got to have it. I got to go. <laughs> I ain't ruining this. <laughs> I love it. Well, I feel like this episode, I've learned a lot. Yes, I've I've learned a lot. I know, you know, it was hard to follow there because 
you know, our, our partner here is very, very educated yeah. when it comes to <laughs> this Yeah, study. and I apologize. No, he, uh, it's fine. So I assume too much that people already know this stuff. I See, I grew up with it. Yeah. I, I assume mm-hmm. people are familiar. So when I start going off on a tangent, I'll go, wait, wait, do you, you know what this is, right? Uh-huh. And I don't mean to say that sometimes where I'm like, oh, you know what this is, right? Because it comes off a little rude, but... Because yeah. I want them to say either yes or no and be truthful, but mm-hmm. yeah, I forget that most people weren't as fortunate. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, kind of like the point that we were talking about. Like you can yeah. tell the difference between the be people. around this knowledge their yeah. whole life. And but the point of the episode, the point of what we're doing is to you know get to know our guest. You know, you're passionate for this. You know, people out there who have been thinking about trying to get a financial advisor. Now, you know, this episode might help them. You might be their guy, mm-hmm. or you might have been the guy that spark that interest in yeah. you know being somebody or that interest in somebody becoming a millionaire yeah right? you so never know like, i actually want to touch on that everything we do is as a firm it's not just me it's like oh, i'm not gonna put my money with a 23 year old no you're not you're actually getting a, th- a well i don't know exactly how old he is 56 or something, <laughs> but yeah he's been doing this for 30 yeah. you're getting 30 years of experience plus other guys in the office have even more experience it's like you're getting that so you're almost getting you're getting that at a discount, almost. Yeah. I mean, it's this almost. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I like I like to say that because uh, we do everything together. When you're meeting with me, you're going to meet with me and my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what we do. You know, I know you mentioned a little bit about, you know, people trying to get in touch with you. Uh, this would be a great time if, you know, y'all have any questions. If you weren't quite sure about some answers, you can always Google them. Yeah. And if you want to figure out how to set this up you know how can they get in contact with you yeah so what you're gonna do so like i said my name is brett garrick and that's spelled g-e-r-i-c i know it's a little confusing to other people but uh you can reach me via email which is gonna be brett.garrick so b-r-e-t-t period g-e-r-i-c at l-p-l dot com so that's lpl.com but then also honestly man just shoot me a text or give me a call over my cell phone leave me a message if you call me but my cell phone is 863-604-8232 and like i said leave me a message because we get so many spams nowadays man. yeah it's, it's ridiculous but and a cool thing that we do nowadays um on all of our social medias which follow us rule one podcast keep liking keep following keep subscribing we follow all of our guests back sweet yeah so if you want to see brett and his social media and maybe get in contact with him there yes you can we will be following him yeah, definitely. I'd scroll through that following page. And, you know, if any of y'all are interested in coming on, shoot us a DM. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know what makes you you. Send us a hook and be like, hey, I'd love to come on and we'll interview Sell you. Sell yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's a good hook right there. If you're nervous, guys, they're the best. It's, <laughs> it's real. I, this is my first time ever. Yeah. It's the most relaxing thing I've ever this done. This is the second time really I've met Brett it. and this is the first yeah. time Brian's met Brett. So, yeah. I mean, and it flowed great, I feel like. I really appreciate that, by the way. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, that's a, you know, another great episode of the Rule One Podcast. Yeah, Thank you, Brett. Brett and absolutely. don't forget, guys, Coop Night this week. Yes. Yes. See you guys there. I just went for a fist bump. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we did not mean to leave you hanging. All right. On that note, we'll see you all Peace, next week. Peace, guys. Yeah.